in December where most people will tell you, I, I need to make it through the holidays. What tips or advice do you give me to make it through the holidays to keep it amicable, especially for the kids? And then January, we get all the divorce complaints going. Hey, hey, welcome to the WTF Divorce Podcast. My name is Rob Roseman. On this show, we talk about everything divorce, whether you're thinking about divorce, going through it, or figuring out life after. Divorce, co-parenting, dating, we cover it all and break it into short clips so it's easy for you to find and learn from. If you want more help, head on over to WTFDivorce.com. Thanks for listening. On to today's show. I hear January is divorce month and living through December, I think I realize why. Is it something you see at your practice? Absolutely. It really is. We do about 100 consults um, in December where most people will tell you, I, I need to make it through the holidays. What tips or advice do you give me to make it through the holidays to keep it amicable, especially for the kids? And then January, we get all the divorce complaints going. Is that, that January 1st or 2nd, it just pours in, the phones start ringing? They start ringing. And a lot of it is, I think a lot of it, too, is people aren't quite ready. They want that last stab at hope, right? We all have that hope. We want the good memories. We want to see the smiles on the kid's face. And it's that painful realization that this isn't going to work, you know, and that's when people come in in January and they say, okay, I'm ready. I can imagine. I can imagine everybody feels that way at some point. I say, if it hasn't crossed your mind a little, you're, you're kidding yourself, but yeah, the holidays are are a real stressor. So I think any tips that you give uh, people, I know you're you're meeting people after they've decided to get divorced, but anything you talk about with clients to survive the holidays? Yeah, absolutely. So I just a little background for me. So I'm licensed in Pennsylvania and New Jersey, but I do consultations and I do mindset and speaking through divorce all across the country. Um, a lot of the divorce process is not just legal. So I always say there's two types of divorce. It's the legal aspect and the emotional aspect. And do not underestimate the emotional aspect. And so when I give tips on getting through the holidays, a lot of what I'm speaking to is the emotional part. I'll say, do not cause that big blow up fight. Don't trigger yourself to make threats like I'm going to take all the money or I'm going to leave the house or move out. Give yourself space. Any physical space you can give yourself uh, to untrigger yourself or keep yourself calm will pay dividends. If you know you're getting that divorce in January, my biggest advice is keep the peace until then. That's a good tip. And we've given out, we had a couple of divorce coaches just come on and say, when you get those questions like, oh, where's, uh, where's your husband? If you know something's happening to a little white lie, doesn't hurt your family doesn't need to know all the details on Christmas day. So they're homesick. They couldn't make it today. This is like, uh, have to do some self-care here and not try to worry about everybody else. Yeah, absolutely. And I actually give some pretty strong advice around family where I'll say support is so important through the divorce process Like build your support team. But I always preface that with your support team is probably not going to be who you think it is. It's not going to be your mom. It's not going to be your best friend because while well-intended, these are the people that are actually going to give you the worst advice. The support team really should be your divorce attorney, your therapist, a divorce coach, 
professionals who actually can guide you through the process, your mom's going to be saying things like, what a deadbeat POS, you know, or your best friend's going to be like, you were always better than him. That advice actually hurts your heart, you know, calling him a deadbeat POS. If you still have to co-parent with this person, is not going to help you. Telling your best friend, basically judging your life decisions and why you stayed so long, it's not going to help you. So another piece of advice I always give to try to navigate the divorce process is build your support team and make sure it's not your family or friend. People are always shocked by that. But if you've been through a divorce, you know what I'm saying. Totally. And it's counterintuitive too, because you rely on these people and then you're reaching out to them and they're not giving you what you need. So I think uh, that is a, another reason I tell people the value of something like Instagram uh, or a podcast, like you can get some support, even if it's like just you passively listening that you really just can't get. I tell people in a lot of ways, it's almost like having a kid before you had a kid till after. It's very hard to understand what that experience is like and divorce in a lot of ways. People just don't get it. There is so much power in community. And that's part of why I love doing my Instagram lawyering for love, because the most important love is self-love. And that's where lawyering for love came from. And I think that I, as a divorce attorney, I've been practicing for 15 years and I have seen all of it. And then I went through my own divorce with children. And when you experience it yourself, to your point, it's like being that mom that's like, I'm never going to let my kids have snacks. I'm never going to give them a tablet. And then you have kids and you're like, I need five minutes to myself. Here's a tablet and snacks. That's what the experience of going through my own divorce was like for me. And for me, I was like, there is not enough conversation around the emotional journey and all of the feelings. Most attorneys, and I know why we're this way, because you almost need to be a little bit tough love you know, with the clients, but also there's this emotional journey that we don't spend enough time speaking about. And I love the angle of humor. I think, you know, being able to almost poke fun at hard situations is really one of the tools we use to get through it. Yeah, absolutely. And I didn't know that. I mean, that is a relatable. So Melinda is a divorce attorney in the Philadelphia, New Jersey area. And yeah, I, I think having gone through it yourself can offer a lot of empathy, whereas that's, that can be hard to get from uh, professionals. Today. Yeah, absolutely. And, and having a co-parent. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm navigating the journey in real life too. You know, my kids are, are five and three. And so for me, I'm like, uh, does anybody have any advice on like how to navigate these like really tricky questions by my, you know, three-year-old and five-year-old? So it's been really helpful for me to not just be able to give advice, but also get so much from the community. Yeah, that is uh, important. And we saw a comment here about uh, fam losing family and uh, divorce and how over the holidays, because you also forget your in-laws, they might be out of the picture. That's something we don't talk about enough, too. A lot of people might be thrilled that they don't have to see their mother-in-law anymore, but it is another uh, thing that you have to grieve and deal with your kids about. So, yeah, I agree. There's It's like going into kindergarten when you're post-divorce co-parenting, figuring all this stuff out on your own is a very difficult thing. You said such an important word that I always want to highlight too, the word grief. I don't think there's enough conversation around how much you're grieving in divorce. And most of the time, unlike death, 
people will often almost judge you or say like, oh, you brought this on yourself. Or did you really try to work it out enough? Which one, um, you know, kind of screw you for putting that on me. Two, there is so much pain and grief going through the divorce process. And we all individually have to feel that pain to get us through to the other side. But grief is such an important part. You got to feel it. You got to own it. And you got to not let other people and their judgment and criticism get you down, which is hard. Well, people don't know what to say, right? Or they're coming from a positive angle. Oh, Melinda, you're going to meet somebody else. Oh, he was no good anyways. And at the same time, you're like, that is, there's a disconnect there because you are grieving or maybe you're grieving the life that you would have had for your kids. So it's a very confusing thing. So that's a, I like what you said there is find support and that. I didn't know about a divorce coach, you know, when I was getting divorced. So all of these people that you can rely on, very important. Well, also what, what the comment that was made about kind of shedding family, the other side of the family and friends, you know, it's almost like, so I did a, a speech where I said, you know, have you ever heard of the phrase, this is my better half? In other words, implying you are only half of a person until you get married. And once you're married, now you're a whole. And you don't really, until you go through the divorce process, you don't realize how much society put everything around couples and that you're, oh, you know, like table for one. Oh, you know, going to the movies by yourself. But part of what I think you have to realize, not just going through the grieving process, but also how do I stand on my own two feet by myself? How do I go through this divorce process, realizing that not only do I have to kind of be my own better path, but show up for myself. That hit me hard. And I know a lot of my clients really hard. Becoming a single mom meant getting created with how I was going to take care of all the needs my family might have, including healthcare. I was uninformed of my options and just signed up for the first plan presented to me by an agent. I had a high monthly premium. And when I took my kids in for a wellness check, I was always hit with a huge bill that I was entirely responsible for. I was disappointed in my options to say the least. Until I found CrowdHealth. CrowdHealth is for moms just like me, those trying to provide the best care possible for their family on a tight budget. It's a community where single parents can support each other. It's redefining healthcare and giving control back to the people. The CrowdHealth community is living the meaning of It Takes a Village. To learn more, go to www.joincrowdhealth.com. That's www.joincrowdhealth.com.